occasionally. Don't Nick, don't do it too too much here. Let's rein it in. Occasionally, really, Marcus has a good idea. Not all the time. Sixty <laughs> percent of the time, it works ish. all the time. <laughs> hey, I'm Marcus. I'm Atrex, and I'm Nick. We are working class nerds. Cue the intro. right we are working class nerds the podcast that gives you no information about your favorite information today is thursday january 19th 2023 and you can find this 184 podcast on apple podcast buzzsprout google podcast stitcher spotify and anywhere you can find a podcast in the galaxy far far away you can also find every single working class nerds episode on youtube just search for the working class nerds podcast or go to youtube.com slash marcus b814 Click on playlists, click on Working Class Nerds, and boom, every episode, past and present, right at your fingertips. You can watch me completely fail at video games Tuesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays at twitch.tv slash MarcusB814. You can watch me play video games every single Monday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash NickVern51. And we are all on the social medias. I am at MarcusB814. I am Atrax underscore A. And I'm at Nick Vern, that's NACKVN, and this week's episode, we have a very special returning guest. He is the director of the Garrison Stream Team, the Duke of Dead by Daylight, and the one and only, Chronic! Burr, 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 yep. burr, burr. Welcome back to the show, Chronic, and what have you been up to? Duke of Dead by Daylight, can I steal that? <laughs> yes. Feel Where free. did that come from? I just, it's off the top of my head. I always try to get... Give- Give our guests some superlatives, you know? I like it. I like it. How you guys doing? I'm doing great. What are I'm you drinking, ex- Chronic? Um, I am uh, drinking a uh, Black Cherry Lemonade Rogue Energy. By the way, you could use code DC at checkout for 20% off your order. <laughs> Let's Very go. Nice. Wow, shame. I had to get the cheap plug, man. Mick Foley taught me. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else been going on? Uh, just uh, a lot of a lot of streaming lately, and uh, planning another move for April. So IRL stuff, uh, you know, kicking into high gear. So just been busy with uh, planning out where uh, I kind of want to land next. So yeah, just uh, you know, moving is a big deal, and the places I'm thinking about are quite a distance away. So just you know, trying to uh, narrow down the spots and uh, take the leap. Are you so, going super far, or can you? Can I mean, you disclose. Are yeah, you, I mean, talking, uh, are you thinking Alaska or like a couple towns over? Listen, Alaska is beautiful. Actually, one of my moderators, Jocelyn, uh, is based in Alaska, and I mean, the pictures I see and everything is it, it looks like a beautiful spot. But no, not not Alaska, not that far. Yeah, but uh, contemplating for the first time in my life uh, moving to the West Coast, and I'm, oh, don't you know, do that, it. Well, that, yes. that's 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 what's ahead on my list right now. Uh, not saying it's for sure what I'm going to do. Obviously, Don't there's still it. part of me that wants to stay and go stop up short and go to Arizona, West Coast, best coast. I don't, I don't know if I would do do well in Arizona with that dry heat, but no, I, I don't know. I I struggle with the humidity too. So, yeah. but then there's no to, humidity in fucking Arizona. There's right, none. I went, I've been. I mean, around here, 
And then I went to Texas and played a paintball tournament in fucking July, and that was horrible. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm you're screwed either way. Yeah, Texas gets brutal. I've been there a couple times in the summer. That's that's a miserable heat. Yeah, it was not the, fun. Yeah, the I, I'm not. I'm just not a West Coast person. I think it, it just doesn't fit my style of living. That's yeah. just me at all. But like Arizona is like amazing in every way. I've heard a lot of good stuff about Arizona. Arizona is super like just. There's so much to do in the Phoenix area. It's affordable to live. It's nice all the time. Like, who doesn't want that? No earthquakes. And if you drive out of the city, you're in Tatooine. Like, who doesn't want that? Cactus and <laughs> dirt bikes and quads. Like, come on. So you live in Maz Eisley. That wouldn't be too bad. What? No. Maz Eisley. Los Eisley is a, isn't that the hub of scum and villainy? I've, I fucked up the quote, but. Oh scum my and God, in there. dude. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just I'm done. Just, it was, just, it was pretty close though. I think we can, we could give you credit for it. Yeah. I'll get at least 50% credit. Like, yeah. Like a B plus. Well, that's not yes. 50%, but a B plus, you know. I don't, I don't get, I avoid the pro, the probation stamp on my nerd card. Yeah. <laughs> so, but chronic. So what do you think about the dirty, dirty? And we're talking about the South. Um, yeah, it's been a nice change of pace. I mean, I lived in New York City for my entire adult life. We're talking like, you know, 15 years in, in Manhattan, New York, and then moving to Charlotte, North Carolina, um, you know, right outside of it. It's a, it's a definitely a gear shift. And it's been nice to like kind of breathe for a year, be out of like that big metropolitan area. But um, it's just not for me, and I I know that now. And it's nothing against the area. Everybody, it's a beautiful area. Everybody here is super friendly. Um, it's just uh, not for me. I just know that I I am built to be probably in a in a more active area. And uh, you know, obviously, I have a history in film and TV. Uh, I was acting in New York and writing, and um, I just feel very disconnected from that part of my life. And I just feel there's a void inside that um even though I'm, I'm loving streaming and you know my stream the last two months have been you know um, some of the best months i've ever had on the platform and that's going great but there's still something else that i want to do um twitch is great but you know i have other passions and pursuits i want to achieve in life and i can't do that in charlotte north carolina it's something that's going to be uh, kind of like a new york thing or an la thing and uh, i want to want to see what la area or california has to offer um i've always thought about moving there i visited there countless times uh my family and friends out that way and uh yeah i just kind of want to do it i just even if it's just for a year or or whatnot see how it is um who knows what's going to happen but you know i want to at least take the shot hell yeah man i That's- i understand i just yeah California is expensive. Yeah, dude. See, here's the thing. I was saying this the other day. Um, God, everybody says that. It's the first thing out of everybody's mouth. And it's, I, yeah. I, I get it. Like, But every single person I go, yeah, we're thinking about Cali. Oh, it's expensive. Oh, it's expensive. I, I, I lived in the Upper East Side of Manhattan, New York. I know how to like, you know what? I know what uh, very, very expensive looks like. And I it's will do what it nothing. takes to make, and I will do what it takes to make ends meet for, um, for my dreams and my goals. And um, that's, you know, I, I wouldn't, it's not like I'm, I'm going in there blind. It's like I'm going to California and I think it's going to be the rent that would be in Arkansas. 
all. Like I, I, yeah. I'm fully aware right. that I'm moving into a very bustling uh, area that's going to have very, very high rent and and all that. And yeah, it's it's it sucks to pay high rent. I mean, rents up everywhere. You know, talking about Arizona, I, I saw like uh, something in the news that even like rent in Arizona is through there. It's just it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, in the whole country. But yeah, of course, LA is going to, and the surrounding areas are going to be, be rough. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, I'll do what I got to do to, to, to make that work. And, uh, you know, I'm more than prepared to do that. I did it in New York for 15 years. So the right. thing, for it. and I'm not a New York fan. I'm a Boston fan for sure. But yeah, like, unfortunately, no, that's the greatest city on the country. But anyway, the point <laughs> is, LA like everything is expensive and the shitty part about LA is it's not like okay so like if you live in the city hey I'm gonna just take the train right you don't need a car in New York LA you have to have a car and everything is expensive there that's the that's the shitty part about LA and like that whole area it's beautiful but it is everything about it is expensive yeah I I actually really enjoy driving through California. I've done it quite a few times going down to like Six Flags and stuff. And actually, if you move to L.A., I'm kind of jealous that you have such quick access to Six Flags because that place is awesome. Um, But a lot the jokes about L.A. traffic are not jokes. They're like legit. L.A. traffic is terrible just six lanes people just cutting across as fast as possible if there's even a little bit of room i'm it is it's wild it well is that's wild. dc i'm not like the traffic isn't any like nothing I'm yeah worried about. i guess it's, that's everywhere yeah it's just that there's no subway like at least new york and boston have like a subway system that you don't yeah. actually need a vehicle like yeah sure you gotta maybe take a 45 minute train ride but and you get like on Instagram, the greatest follow ever is Subway Creatures because oh, the shit, <laughs> yeah, that's the best follow ever. But anyway, I, I, I will forever dog on you going to California. That's for the, but worst for, for state the in our country. I, for the things that I want to do with my life and for the industry that I that I have already been a part of and want to continue to to be a part of, that is the Mecca. And on top of that, I like I said, I visited multiple times. I love the people out there. Um, I love the weather and I love the beach. And I've been to the beaches out there. So, you know, uh, yeah. Get it. I'm excited. I'm excited. It. I know it's not for everybody. You know, everybody has, you know, thoughts about where to live and stuff. It's a very personal decision and I don't make decisions like this lightly. And, you know, it's something I've always wanted to do. So get to give it a shot. YOLO. You know, for- Bang Bros is hiring. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, uh, apartments in Little Rock, Arkansas are very cheap. For $1,300 a month, you can get a one-bedroom, one-bath, <laughs> 1,100 square feet, which is humongous, in-unit wa- in washer-dryer, Wi-Fi, security, a, I don't know, sprinkler system. Bro, Little beer, Rock dishwasher. is like the, Little Rock is the capital of murders in our country per capita. <laughs> well, yeah, because there's nobody that lives there, so you what? can get away with it. Yeah, dude. Little Rock is gangster. This is the one I'm looking at. It's right on the, uh, on the Arkansas River, so, so easy, the- easy body disposal. <laughs> yeah, that's why the, that's why the rent's so low how many people were murdered in that apartment exactly yeah <laughs> yeah but nothing can be that. as bad as the first apartment you moved to chronic oh yeah oh here in charlotte yeah yeah that, that was that was not my doing that was uh that was somebody else's fumbling but i rectified that real quick you moved quickly was there uh where's you know some fireworks that weren't fireworks outside a lot or something 
Pretty much. <laughs> it's not yeah. too far off. But then, yeah. uh, wow. that we found a, a beautiful brand new uh, place that we, we moved into. But nice. uh, yeah, the first place was uh, not on the up and up, that's for sure. But yeah. again, I, I wasn't down here to approve of it. So when I got down here, I immediately rectified that issue. Yeah, that makes sense. Awesome. Awesome. Atrax, what have you been doing? Uh, Lots of gaming, lots of moving stuff around in my house uh as well as gaming people hearing can't see obviously uh but i've got one wall that is just half wallpapered half not because i'm tearing all the wallpaper down and it is a very slow painful process to clean the wall slowly and surely as i'm sure anybody out there listening has uh dealt with wallpaper before not fun I don't recommend it to anybody. Um, um, it makes uh, for changing your room very dude, difficult. I'm giving you the greatest gift ever. Okay. Okay. So this is the concentrate version. I'm putting it in the podcast chat. Okay. All this right. Stuff, buy that bottle of chomp. You mix it. Chomp. You dilute it a little bit with water. Okay. And you spray it. On, you soak your wall. The wallpaper will just peel off the wall and not fuck it up. It's the greatest shit ever. Wallpaper Ooh. removal gone easy. One of my clo- one of my closest friends, other than Nick, he owns a painting company, mm-hmm. and uh, this is all they use. If there's wallpaper to be removed, this is the stuff. All right, I've seen it I'm in action. That stuff looks really good. Yeah, dude, you spray it on, it just falls. Yeah, oh, that's definitely what I need because I've yes. been scraping and scraping, and then I realize I've only gotten this small section of wall done, and it is yeah. It's Dude, awful. you spray so much on it that like it's dripping down the wall, and you okay. just take your big putty knife and it just scrapes off. Oh, that's great! I'll have to use that then. What so is this? You're welcome. Thank you, Marcus. Uh, <laughs> Did you just uh, order no. that for him? No, no, yeah. Uh, Fuck no! But he gave me the he gave me the uh, the hint. He gave to make you the, my the technology. Yes, the technology. Now I have the technology. Um, and speaking of technology, I've just been gaming a ton. AR Earth is back in League of Legends. For those of you who don't play League and have no clue what I'm talking about, um, League is a 5v5 game. There's 150 plus different champions that each character picks when they play the game. And all the characters have abilities AR Earth gives everybody a random character and makes their the Earth stands for ultra rapid fire, so it makes all of their abilities cost no resources. Yeah, and you can the cooldown. Oh, I think I'm it's like Yeah, and you can just send out a ton of abilities, and yeah, Nick pulling out his paintball gun. Yes. Can you get the trigger sound? Trigger ASMR? Oh, sure. There you go. I don't know if you can nice. hear that, but... Ultra rapid fire. I mean, I can turn on the solenoid, and then you'd hear that click. Click, 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 click. Nope. Anyway. Never mind. Yeah, maybe so, not. Anyway. Wait, so... So oh, I forgot to plug is, it back in. That's why. So what is it? So they make it so you get a random character, but they made it a league? So you can join no. this league of random people, like you get random no, so characters. No, the name of, Legends, of the game is called the League na- of Legends. You idiot! Yeah, well, I know that. Oh, so I read it. 
<laughs> I I'm sorry. I read it as it's a like they made a league where everybody gets a random character. No, I read it different. It's sorry. just it's just a game mode where everybody gets a random character and all of your abilities have a flat. I think it's. 80% cooldown reduction or something like that. Really, really high. So you can just spam your abilities, which obviously changes up how you play the game a ton. There are a couple other small adjustments, but um, that's back. It is now the game mode in rotation, their featured game mode for, I don't know exactly how long it is, but it's back for now. And I'm super excited because uh, I love playing League and I know at least a few of our listeners out there do as well. And In addition to that, I started a quote-unquote New World Tree Service, which is basically just consists of me (laughs) running around for hours chopping trees because (laughs) for some reason that's the most enjoyable thing for me in that game. I've done all the PvP stuff and I've done you know all the different PvE stuff, but just cutting trees, watching a YouTube video is a great way to unwind uh, in the evening. And on the second monitor, when I'm doing my New World Tree service, I've been watching this show. I don't know if any of you have seen it. It's been out for a while. It's called 1899, and it's on Netflix. Yes. It's um the prequel to uh, Yellowstone, right? Yes. I think, maybe. I don't know. I think so. But go ahead. Please continue. Anyway, uh, but it's about a ship that just goes missing, and then... Oh, no. Oh, is that the pe- one that just got canceled? And everybody was outraged because Netflix didn't invest in another season after people got hooked. I'm not sure. Maybe, I'm that pretty could sure be this. it's the one with the poster that looks like the Bermuda Triangle or something, right? Like the like the water is sinking in. Uh, that could. I'm be. pretty Let sure it got canceled. It. Oh my god, I hate to be the one to if that's true to break the news to you. But uh, I'm pretty sure I saw something. Uh, yeah. I'm waiting. I'm yep. hoping it is true. There it is. It is the cancellation. It is I'm glad I can bring something relevant into the yeah. conversation. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, so dude, there's sorry. no more 1899. <laughs> All right. Damn. Well, hey, that's okay. But, I haven't even finished the first season. So uh, how you liking it though? Because that was I, on my watch list, but now I don't want to yes. watch it because I'm afraid I'm going to love it and it's gone. I right, am. Right, right. I am really enjoying it. It feels very much like dark. It has like it feels like the same type of concept. Uh, just kind of eerie and weird. Each new episode, you know that there's something that's clearly wrong here, and nothing's. You know, something's not quite white, quite right, but you don't know what it is. You can't tell what it is. Each new episode answers a question that you were asking before. And now all of a sudden there's a new one because the question that got answered uh, is not quite right again. It's just kind of that never ending bottomless pit of new information that expands the scope of what, you know, like most TV shows do. Yeah. Um, but Lost it, it that well too. Yeah. Yep. Every time you got an answer, you had ten more questions. Right. Exactly. And so, just another great show. Kind of, it feels almost now like middle of the road for Netflix and HBO Max and stuff. Maybe it's just the shows that I watch. But when you compare, you've got like Game of Thrones, Heart of Dragons, Dark, uh, The Witcher. there's just like a ton of high quality shows now it's really hard to be surprised by something that it is technically new but it doesn't really feel that new you know what i mean it's yeah it's just enjoyable to watch um and i have that up when i'm 
cutting new world trees. So it's great to bounce kind of back and forth. Because uh, my mind, I don't know, when I fully focus on a TV show anymore, it feels like gaming's ruined this for me, having two monitors. When I fully focus on a TV show, I either fall asleep or just kind of space out. Unless I'm playing a game or doing something on my phone. Then I understand. I, then I can focus and I get more from the TV show. I I don't know why. It's kind of an odd happening. You would think that full, focusing fully on the TV show, you would get more out of it, but... I don't know. The only time I focus on a show is when I'm watching it on the 86. Yeah. Like, I, I think, it, yeah. Like, it's because it's like you're forced because the sound is good. It's like you're in a movie theater. Yeah. And I so I do agree because, like, even at work, I listen to, like, all my videos or podcasts at work. And, like, I feel like I listen to them or even audio books. Like, if mm-hmm. I listen to an audio book while I'm gaming, I don't hear it. But not when I'm working, like I hear the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's that background music, you know? Right. For me, it depends on the show. Like if it's something super intense, then like I'll I'll be able to focus on it easily. But if it's if if not, then um yeah, I'll like be pulling out my phone and stuff. I know what you mean, Atrex. Usually yeah. my judge of like how much I actually like the show. Yeah, is how much you're on your phone. Yeah. That's a that's a good indicator, I suppose, I'll, if you're totally in, engrossed in your phone. Right. Also, uh, that's not the the show I was thinking of. Uh, the show I was thinking of is 1883. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's a Western movie. Gotcha. Yeah. Maybe. Well, now I'll have to check that one out because uh, yeah. I remember show. my parents watched Yellowstone and they really liked it. So yeah, they have, to they give have that two. A go. They have two prequel series. They have 1883 and 1923, both of both, you know, for the respective eras, but they're both right. Yellowstone prequels. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um in addition to the this 1899 show, now today Blast Premier CS:GO tournament, huge CS:GO fan. It's really the only esport that I watch. Um the first tournament of the year the first big tournament of the year, I should say. There are CSGO tournaments, but the first big one started today with some kind of, well, it was expected news that there would be a step-in for one of uh, FaZe's players' reign because he is going on paternity leave, but it was very unsure actually who it would be. And now that the tournament has started, they have officially announced that S-Tag, who I'm sure most people have no clue uh, who it is is stepping in for this person on phase rain and it is s- significant to me because my favorite team astralis when they were going through the era where they were significantly dominant and just destroying everybody mm-hmm. this player s tag was a sub on their team and my favorite map which is now out of the rotation train he would play as he would sub in for one of their players and he would come in and he had the strats on my favorite map and they destroyed. And it was so much fun watching that team play on that map and how they just strategically kind of broke down their opponent and won the game. It was, it was super fun to watch. So it's exciting for me because FaZe is the top team right now. Uh, they are a great team. It's fun to watch them. And so now that player stepping in for that team 
is exciting news for me, and I'm excited to see where the tournament goes and and how FaZe does. Hell yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. And the final bullet point that I have uh, on here, finally, Rockstar and RPG sale on Steam started today. I know last week we had, or no, two weeks ago, we had uh, SM Playboy on talking about GTA 5 doing RP. If you enjoyed that episode or you just want GTA 5 because you don't have it, it's on sale on Steam right now. I think it's 15 bucks with the for the extended, enhanced, whatever edition where you get extra money for online and all of that good stuff. And then the RPG sale has a bunch of great stuff. Horizon Zero Dawn, Witcher 3, Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, bunch of other great RPGs to enjoy if you haven't swooped some up during the holiday season. Always great sales to uh, to highlight here on the show. Hell yeah. And with that, I'm done, Marcus. How have you been doing? Uh, so I'm pretty good. I got into a car accident on Friday night. I don't think I talked about it on the show. No, no not yet. It, it was been Friday. Here. Yeah, so I was driving home from work. I stopped. I was at work. I worked late, and I went to the grocery store to get my daughter her balloons for her birthday. Those were in the back seat. I was towing my trailer. On my way home, I got the green light. Somebody decided to turn left across the whole intersection, and I was actually talking to Atrax on the phone. Me and him were talking. I was like, oh, fuck, she's not stopping. Oh, she's not <laughs> stopping. Could crash. And Atrax goes, dude, are you okay? Crickets. Dude, are you okay? Dude, are yeah. you okay? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> because because on my end, all I hear is Marcus is talking, and then he's like, <gasps> and then there's the crash sound, and it's quiet. It's just quiet. <laughs> and I'm like, Marcus, can you say something? Like, are, yeah, are, are you, you dead or just, you know, because I didn't yeah. know what happened. And then I just hear he's like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I'm like, all right, well, at least you're alive. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So he, so Atrex was a part of the accident. Uh, the other person is 100% at fault, admitted it to yeah. the cop. The cop cited, but it's been a fucking nightmare this week to get a rental. Yeah. Like, we all pay insurance for our vehicles and yeah. homeowners and all that shit. But let me tell you, when you need your insurance to step up their fucking game, they suck asshole. Every they time. straight up suck the shit out of an asshole because they suck. This has been awful. And I finally, uh, let's say Thursday night, mm -hmm. Thursday at 6 p.m., I got my rental car. And this shit happened on Friday. Yeah. Terrible. Right. Um, I'm okay. My knees banged up. It got slammed into the dashboard. I mean, I'm, I'm okay, um, but it hurts like hell. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, you know, I'm on my knees all the time at work, too. So it sucks, hmm. but you know, there was nothing I could do. I'll find out in the next day or so if they total my truck, which, Oh, I don't, I don't really want to go to the store and buy a vehicle. That's where yeah. I'm at right now. Like I do not want to go through that fucking process again. It's yeah. a pain. Yes. Like, honestly, like if I could sneak by with my family with one vehicle, I'm going to do it. I don't right. know how. But if I can do it, like, fuck buying another car. Yeah, I understand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep. for sure. It's uh, it's just just one of those things. But I'm happy to be okay. Um, On Tuesday, 
this week, we did clan night and this out of the almost a full year of me playing destiny essentially exclusively as my main game. This was the best clan night yet. I think we had like 13 people in voice, 12 people playing it was just fucking awesome and mayhem. Like 12 people, or you guys know, 12 or 13 people in one Discord. It's a straight comedy show. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Comedy show. And then we decided to do private uh, PvP matches. I haven't had that much fun in a PvP game that I did back from Modern Warfare 2 or Black Ops playing multiplayer. No, probably Modern Warfare 2 with my friends. Yeah. It was that much fun. The shit talking was real. Like <laughs> it was like old school lobbies of everybody talking shit about each other and nobody was offended. Like right. nobody was uh, he was mean to me. No, it was like, "Hey, stop sucking ass. You're the right. reason why we lost." You know what I mean? Like yes. I missed those days. Um, Personal accountability in video games. Yes. Yeah. Because when you're with your friends, you can tell your friends to suck less. You know what I mean? Right. Mhm. And like nobody's ranking up anything because it's a private match, so it's like it's all for fun. It's for right. essentially bragging rights. Right. And it was, you know, I think, I think some of them, their like pride and joy was to ruin me. So like I would cast my super and somebody would kill me before I could kill anybody with my super, and they would just laugh for five minutes over the fucking mic, and just oh, yeah. you know, I'm just holding my head in shame, like, oh, this is embarrassing. I just got <laughs> owned. <laughs> and it was just great. Like, I don't know. I think maybe like, maybe I'm turning a corner a little bit in the destiny community. Like it's starting to grow. Um, I have some big decisions to make over the course of the next few weeks. Like before Lightfall comes out, I have to make a big decision. Uh, stay tuned for that. It's regarding destiny and like the way I'm going to grow in the game. If I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, this week, the hardest content in the game, Grandmaster Nightfalls are out. I am going to be doing that probably Saturday night um, just to do it. And then uh, on, I think it's, God damn it. When does Dead Space come out? The 29th. Oh, uh, yeah. So this, I don't know if, I, I think I might be out of town on the 29th for my 40th birthday. But Whoa. Um, yeah, my birthday is the 31st, and Nick, you're clipping hard, man. Uh, I don't know if it is on your end, but it is for me. Anyway, uh, so the the big thing for me is Dead Space is the scariest fucking game I've ever played in my life, and everybody's listening here is like, Morgan's a little bitch. Like, this shit's not scary at all. Dude, that game scared the fuck out of me. You're you're a single person going and exploring a ship that's haunted with monsters in the middle of space. Yeah, that shit's scary to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah. They've re but they've remade the game with updated graphics. But the other thing is they changed the way the game is about to be played. So I'll give an example. So you had a chapter. Like, let's say chapter two, you could go beginning to end of chapter two, and that was it. Loading screens. There's no more loading screens. Okay. And now, let's say I was in chapter two, and I was halfway through, and I'm like, fuck. I forgot the power up halfway through or a quarter of the way through chapter two. I got to go back for it. All of the enemies respawn. Oh, boy. So like you're not just running through empty hallways and they the um 
what is it called when like the AI generates different locations? So it's never the same. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It's like random spawn points. Yeah, kind of, sort of, but like, let's say the the necromorph drops from the grate, it might come around the corner this time, so it's always evolving. Yeah, so it's like, always a little different. Yeah, so it gives yeah. you a better, a, a more scary experience, which is so terrible. Randomizer, it's, it changes the events up. A yes, little bit. Yeah. yeah. So like your original way through, it'll be the same. You know what I mean? But like when you go backwards, it'll be completely different. Mm. So you don't want to have to go too backwards. So if I haven't played Dead Space, which I haven't, is it worth waiting for this revamped version to Dude, come it's out? it's coming out in 10 days? Yeah. Yes. And I, I've I have always to wanted to play myself. that as a horror fan, but I just never got around to it. I didn't even know they were remaking it. Bro, it is the yeah. scariest game I've ever played. Not like it's – see, like, uh, what's that other game, Amnesia? Yeah. yeah, that's that's very scary. Yeah, that's a scary game, but like you don't have a weapon. Like you're just running away from the scary. Like that's terrifying to me too. But like Dead Space, the sound. Make sure you're wearing fucking headphones, like good headphones. Mm. This shit is ter- like the music and the sound design. It won awards across the board because it was the freakiest shit ever. So I am gonna stream that. Uh, I think I'm gonna stream it one night a week until I beat it. And when I do, I think I'm going to do like a channel point redemption to like turn off the lights. Like every, I don't know, somehow, some way we're going to, my mod team and myself, we're going to come up with a way to where mm-hmm. like all the lights are going to be on and then somebody can donate or do something and I'll turn off one light. Okay. Then I'll turn off this light. I'll turn off this light. Next thing you know, I'm playing in the pitch black, scared to death. <laughs> right. Yeah, and you know everybody's going to do that to me because I can't handle that. Especially if they tell me to turn off the other monitor. Oh, my God. I won't be able to see chat or anything, but I'll be able to hear it if it goes off. But, oh, my God. Terrifying. Shit scares me. That's the best. Yeah. Oh, we'll get you, Marcus. Also, I have to correct myself. It's January 27th, not 29th. So two days earlier. Yeah. Yeah. But I am, that's the, so the other game I do want to play, and Nick Nick will probably talk about it more in depth, I do want to yep. play The Last of Us. Oh, yeah. Uh, really bad. But, A, I'm not going to play it unless it comes on the PC or I buy a PlayStation 5 because I can't play it on a PlayStation 4. I don't care what anybody says. It doesn't, um, yeah, wait, let's time out for a second because The Last of Us Remastered, it was remastered for the PlayStation 4. Before the PlayStation 4 Pro even came out. So it's it's a game that's going to be... It's going to look that's exactly the, the same on a PS4 Pro, which is what you have, and a PS5. It's the exact same. Like no I frame bought rate the PS4 nothing. Last of Us Edition to play it, and it was beautiful. Yeah. And it, I mean, it is. it looks great, but it's like... It's for it's a PS4 game. It's not. But I could I could tell Marcus made up his mind. There's nothing we're gonna say that's gonna get him to play it on PS4. I just exactly. know him enough. Like yep. it, I yeah, hate he, the controller. Yes, yeah, so he, he he made up his mind. Yeah, I mean the PS5 controller is better. It's bigger. Yes, it's a little bit better. But Marcus, anyway, why, why don't you just take right. this controller? Then you can play it with this. Yeah, I might have to. But anyway, well, just, holding up the you're depriving yourself story. of one of the best story games of all time. Just know that. So the well, one yeah, you so, wait, But yeah. here's the thing. So I am, but I, I do love a story game. I do love it like so much, but I haven't found a story game that I can like sink my teeth into. Um, But Dead Space is going to be it because I love that fucking game. Okay. You know what I'm saying? 
I like yeah. that game for me. I don't know. It's it took me a year to beat it originally because I'm a little bitch and I cannot wait to play it this way because it's going to be even more scary. And after that, I'll pick a different story game. But I think if I play it one night a week, like it's enough to where you can play it and be okay playing it once. Like I really want to play Elden Ring, but I can't invest 40 hours into Elden Ring. Yeah. Okay. Because like Elden Ring isn't a game you pick up and put down, pick up and put down. Yeah, no, definitely not. Like you need to get in the rhythm of the night so you can bob and weave. Rhythm of the night. night. Oh, same page. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then and I both pass the vibe check. Okay. (laughs) And then so the (laughs) next thing is is Atrax is the whiniest bitch when it comes to playing video games. Like whoa. Like no legit. I'm calling him out. Objection. No, 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 no. Let him, let him Wait. speak, Nick. Let him, let him, let him, let him go. Just let what him. What did the judges say? Cook. Like, like, Just go ahead, or something Marcus. Like that. Go ahead. Yeah. Let's see yeah, what you so, say. All right. So, it, like, he doesn't understand that I have like nine hours a week to play a video game, and like, I'm trying to like accomplish something in one game, and like, yes, I focus on one game, but he terribly wants me to play some other games with him and it's really hard for me to do that so then when i started talking about playing the last of us he called me out and i'm airing out my dirty laundry here right <laughs> yes and and it's all out of love so he was whining that i wasn't playing any of the games that he suggested but like for me i it's hard for me to play call of duty because i play a first person shooter if you know what i mean yeah and like i want to play a different game but like I really do like story driven games and that's not what you play with friends. You know what I mean? And maybe, yeah. maybe there hasn't been another game that is going to make him less whiny about it that I can like come to the balance of, you know what I mean? I guess. So I'm trying to find a game that I want to play so that a track stops whining. All right, now go. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so my gripe <laughs> was you have limited time. You already said, "Oh yeah, we'll do the we'll do the Call of Duty raid." Yeah, sure, sure. Atrax live on the show, five year episode. Go check it out. Right. We'll do the Call of Duty raid. It's oh, been we a month. It. It, it's been a month. I've been trying. We haven't. And so then when oh I wanna I wanna play The Last of Us and I only <laughs> I'm only gonna play it if I get a PS5. Bro, you're not going to spend 500 bucks for a game you're going to play like twice. Come on, Marcus. Oh, that wait, was wait, wait. my gripe. Right. And I think that's a valid point, especially when there's no difference between the PlayStation 5 version and the and the PS4 version. Mhm. And you already have a PS4 and you, I I can just drive this controller which will make your controller dreams come true to your house and then you're fine. right. It's it's I, an Astro C40 if you're wondering. Why I the played, fuck is this three against one? This I played a game because you're, you're wrong. <laughs> I played a game I hate for thirty hours with you to hang out with you, and you won't play with me for one night. That's why I'm a whiny bitch. <laughs> Fair enough. The gauntlet has been dropped. Debate number one goes to Atrax. All right. Woo! Uh, February 28th, Lightfall is released. I can't wait. We got a twab. And it said, oh, man, you're going to love the new raid, especially the part where... Save the date, folks. We're doing it live on Friday, March 10th, 2023, 
at uh, nine ten noon Eastern time, which is the second Friday in March. Another world first. Who's gonna win? Who's gonna take the win this time? Not me. Who knows? But we do know some delicious popcorn. Oh, wait, we. We do know we have some delicious popcorn ready to watch Guardians from all over the world shoot shoot their shot at earning that coveted world first belt. So you win a rate like a WWE championship belt uh, if you beat the raid first. Your whole team gets it. It's amazing. Um, but the whole point of this is I've been asked to join a real day one team. This isn't a scab team just thrown together players. This is a real group of players that actually asked me to join them. I don't know what's wrong with them, but I'm super, super duper excited for the opportunity. And a question was asked if, um, you know, are we going in there casual or are we shooting for 24 hours straight to try to beat it? And the answer was we're beating this rate. So you better be well rested. Yeah. Fuck. Well, it's well rested and I need to like maxim maximize all of my guns and like get everything ready. Yeah. Cause like this shit got real. Anyways, Nick, what have you been up to? Um, so I got a first things first, I got a new mouse, which, uh, is just the Logitech, uh, G five Oh two hero. Oops. I clicked the button. It didn't mean to. Um, and my, Can I see one- the side of it. Best Show me the mouse. side with the buttons. The side? Yeah, dude, I have like seven of those <laughs> right over here. All right. Well, I had a uh, 403 before, which is like the standard issue. I think they use that for esports. It's like playing with just two buttons on the side. But it, um, the scroll wheel was acting up. Like it would scroll up when I was scrolling down and scrolling down when I was scrolling up. And it was driving me crazy. <laughs> like you it would drive me crazy. Like it would scroll down to like wheel cycles and then I'd scroll down again on the wheel and it would scroll back up. I'm like, oh my God. So it's like two steps forward, one step back. It was the worst. So like now it actually functions properly. And I'm like, and yeah, my it's way better. Like scrolling through the show notes would be a disaster. I'd always have to just like click the bar on the side. But um on Monday I streamed Call of Duty because uh Fernando, Jacob, and Atrax all wanted to play. Uh, we hopped in on Warzone, excuse me, and had a lot of fun. And uh, spoiler alert, I'm still terrible at Warzone. But uh, then we switched to multiplayer later, and I was much more competent in that. Um, <laughs> still not 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 you know top tier, but definitely competent. Um, in The Witcher Three, I did play off stream a little bit. Um, I upgraded my armor to the max that I can, uh, which is the master crafted status. Uh, without you know without the max that I can without going into DLC content. Because DL in the DLC you can get to Grandmaster, but um, whoa, yeah, I think Ooh. my armor level is, is Grandmaster. Yeah, it actually it actually matches my my armor level matches my character level for like the first time in a long time. I was wearing level like twenty five armor and I was level thirty four, which is and it's like logarithmic leveling, so that's a that's a <laughs> I was way under armored essentially. Right. Um. Then yeah, I've got I'm using the the cat school. Witcher armor, uh, for which emphasizes like it's a light armor, so it emphasizes like fast attacks. So I just stab the sword button, which is cool. Technically, canonically, uh, Geralt's a wolf school witcher, but I didn't. That's like a th- that armor is like balanced and not particularly good at anything, but like not, but it's like good at everything, but not great at anything in particular. So I wanted something a little bit more specialized. But um, the Last of Us, 
so the la- we watched the last of us tv show and i'll get to that in one sec um last night for guys night but before that i i was like you know what i bet you the last of us remastered is going to be like free or super cheap on playstation plus and sure enough if you have the playstation plus subscription it's just free with your comes like, with it yeah yeah it comes with it so yeah that- they're trying to they're trying to compete with xbox um game pass yes thank you so but I don't even have like the upgraded version, which is supposed to get you like the, the PlayStation version of Game Pass. It's just essentially it came free with Xbox Live, but prefer PlayStation. So I played like the intro to that, and it was harrowing. Um, it was super super emotionally packed. I had I had only my previous experience with The Last of Us is I'd played that intro, and then maybe I don't know fifteen or twenty minutes after the intro, but then that's it. So I was I knew I was going to be watching it the show later and i was like i wonder how close it's going to be fast forward to wednesday night we're watching the last of us on the 86 and right. it was so much more it was honestly more emotionally impactful and like heart-wrenching it, but it's an incredible show and it's also exactly like the video game which i thought was really impressive i think this is probably the best example i can think of of a video game adapta- adaptation to like screen media whether it's a show or a movie or anything like that marcus that's pretty think? cool it's, it, was, it was incredible. Totally, if you're interested at all in The Last of Us, if you're interested in just a good show, go watch it. It's on HBO uh, Max or HBO Go, whatever it's called now. So but. I like the show. I'm curious to see where it goes and if like I'm going to be able to continue to watch it because like, I'm not a big horror guy. Like Chronic loves horror. Like, uh, you know what I mean? But like... Well, I'm really curious to see where it goes. Yeah. But, right, like, honestly, there was the part, and I'm not spoiling anything, the first part, like, because I have kids, that shit was hard for me to watch. Yeah, I don't have kids, and it was, that whole, that was really emotionally impactful. Uh, Make sure you're in a a good headspace before you watch it, but it's really fucking good entertainment. Um, Also, Chronic, wait, Chronic, what did you think of the show? I haven't seen it yet. Ooh. Yeah, it's well, okay. Con- you don't have- worry about spoilers. I played the game. I was, was going to say, you played the game, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's dark, and it starts out dark, and, you know, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, you said that you maybe not the biggest horror guy, but at the same yeah. time, the story and the characters that, that you know, it, it's just such a good story. Yeah. And yeah. the horror is, is a backdrop to the story. And right. It, it, I don't know. I'm really excited to see it. I know it's like an hour and a half, so I've just been really busy this week. But uh, trust me, it is top, top of my to-watch list. So. My my question is, is what happened to the guy in the beginning that had the sniper rifle? What was his name? To, well, okay, spoilers time if anybody who's not played the game. Fast forward like five minutes if you've not seen the show and or played the game. But that's I just t- want to know the guy's name. That was Tony. It's, the, it's Joel's brother. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Also, quick question: Is the Last of Us show is it only the first game, or is it both games? Uh, I think the first season is supposed to correlate to the first game. Okay. And then season two will be the second game, which Part I'm two. told is is terrible. <laughs> it, <laughs> like it's this, the story yeah, was really it doesn't bad. it doesn't nearly compare live up. Yeah. Really, uh, people said that the second one is incredible. I've, I heard that it was really good. I I didn't finish it. I started it, but I've heard um, I've heard I heard only, mostly good things. I've heard only bad things about wow, Last okay. of Us Part Two. Like it about the story being 
not even close to as good. In my experience, it wasn't terrible, but yeah, it does. Like like most sequels, in my opinion, again, it just it didn't hold the same weight, I guess, as the first one. Yeah. Um. Did we talk about Pax East yet? No. No. Would you like to? Go ahead. Yes. I have so good the, news. Yes. We, we, that. we all have good news. What? Marcus. Oh, no, nothing. I was ready for the clip. Oh. The, I'm, I turned everything down, so and I'm not clipping over here. I'm all in the yellow. But um, the so we got we have applied every year that we've had working class nerds. We've applied three. for well three years. Okay, three years. For, this is have, our fourth. Yeah. Okay. So every year that we've been doing working class nerds, that's a great point because they canceled one year. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Wow, it, that's crazy. It's that's almost, fucking crazy. It's almost like been I doing thought, this thing. It's wow. almost like I thought about that statement before I started talking. No, no, no. <laughs> I know, but I wasn't thinking because I'm thinking like there's been so many years that like we didn't go or like what? Oh my god, that's just mind boggling to me. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so one year they didn't have packs because the Panini Press and. uh pandemic and uh, <laughs> i don't know why I, there was a thing that quick sidebar like i think it was on youtube that youtube was censoring people saying the word pandemic so people would say like all different stuff that begins with the letter p so it's like panini press or the something whatever anyways so we've been That's applying to, we've been applying to packs every year for the past that we've had working class nerds and every year we've gotten meaning applying for media passes for packs um pax east and we've got rejected every year, and then the three of us applied this year, and we got media passes, which means we get backstage access. Not really, but we get passes for all four days of the event, and we can schedule private time with developers for interviews in like 15-minute chunks. And I think we can sign up for, for game demos as well, so we can skip the line, which is pretty pretty epic. So we're going to have yeah. that's in that's in that's March 23rd through March 26th. So we'll have we'll have all of that content for you shortly thereafter. Um, Just got my time off approved today. Nice. Yeah, so so that's the other thing is Atrax is flying from the West Coast to the East Coast to come with us and go. Yep. It's very He's exciting. coming. Yeah, th- it's, it's going to be a great time for working class nerds content. Yeah, and I'm really excited for it cuz usually like because there's three of us, like I'm not gonna want to play all the games, but so it'll be great because I'll send Atrax and Nick in to play the game, and I'll just talk to the devs because I love to talk to them. So it's gonna be perfect, and I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna feel obligated to play some game that I don't want to play. Yeah, well, I'll play all the games even if I'm terrible at them. No, Same no, I'm, yeah, but there was a couple games that we played I was not interested in at all. So like it'll what? be great. I'm trying to remember what that game was we played. It was just terrible. It was um, remember you? It was like a Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, it was and, it was Squad. No, it wasn't a shooter. No, it was called like Breach or something. Like oh. you go into the room and it's like um, like oh, a zombie based. It was like zombie based. Like it, it never ended until you died. So like oh, you went it into was, a no, room. It wasn't zombie based. It was that was Rico. And you were shooting drug. That's dealers. it. Yeah, well, drug dealers, whatever. But I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. It gave us whack as shit. But it like, was dumb. That was a like dumb I game. would rather have just talk to the guy and like watch you guys play it. So yeah, I get it. There were some awesome games too. Like what was that crazy yes. racing game? It was like gave me a seizure. 
thing. Well, I don't like remember, but remember and- that mountain bike game I played? That was fucking incredible. Like I'm not a mountain bike rider, I guess I would say, but like that game was, it was like straight downhill mountain biking and you're riding a bike and like it, it like it was fucking unbelievable. I don't remember that. It was <sighs> in the bathroom. No, you were there. Oh, but I don't think you played it. You were like, yeah, I don't play that game. Well, that, now we can divide and conquer. So I'm super excited yeah. about that. But uh, but yeah. And if you're going to PAX, let us know. Yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're going to PAX East in Boston, let us know. Uh, Marcus, do we have AIE news? I do, but real quick, uh, Friday night of that weekend, we're going to be doing a working class nerds meetup at a restaurant. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So stay tuned because that is 100% going to happen. Yeah, good like, call. Yeah, like no doubt we're going to pick a restaurant. We're just going to say come probably be a bar yeah so make, like, it, make it easy yeah make it easy where like you want food get food and it'll be early enough to where like the bars won't be packed with people yeah that works out good it's you know perfect. what i mean like what we did the last time like by the time we left the bar it was packed but when we got there there's plenty of room for everybody right right right, right. yeah yeah we were we were leaving as the actual bar crowd came in yes but. Um, yes, I do have some AIE news. On Tuesdays, 9 p.m. Eastern, we have Destiny 2's Clan Night. Tuesdays, 9 p.m. Eastern, they have the Store Tour Mandatory Fun Night, where the fun is mandatory, but attendance is not. And let me ask you guys some questions. Do you like okay. Star Wars The Old Republic? Yes. Do you like Destiny 2? Yes, no. I do. <laughs> do <laughs> I you know. like World of Warcraft? <laughs> yep, love that one. Sure. Oh, yeah. You like? What about Guild Wars 2? Oh, you yeah. You betcha. Lord of the Rings Online, I do. Dude, Final Fantasy fourteen, yeah, all fun. the above. <laughs> if you do, then AIE is the place for you. We have a guild calendar on the website that shows all the weekly s- stuff we do. And trust me when I tell you, there's always something to do. Whether you want to raid, quest, or just hang out and capture some maps in Final Fantasy fourteen. We have stuff for you. And if all this sounds fun to you, go to AIE-Guild.org. Get our Discord information in the top right-hand corner. Ask for a guild invite. Whether or not you play any of those games that you play, we would love to have you. And with that, we'll be right back. Jeez, Nick, hurry up. We're trying to finish this podcast. And we're back. So today we're talking with Chronic about what it's like being a full-time content creator. First and foremost, take us through that decision to go full time with the content creation. Yeah, it wasn't uh it wasn't one that you make rashly or, or, or really quick. Um you know, there were there were months on Twitch that I, I realized the the revenue w- was enough to uh to pay bills and that, that was a pretty big moment. Like I when I started streaming, I did it during COVID and it was like how many people start it was just you know super like it still is to this day don't get me wrong but it was a hobby and and now it's obviously evolved into a business but uh when i started streaming i remember when i hit affiliate and you know i had to like i didn't even make enough money in my first affiliate month to even get a payout like i didn't even meet the minimum threshold but i remember when i finally did and just even getting you know what equates to what most people would probably consider a small small amount of money it was like enough to it was enough to cover my internet bill yeah and i thought how cool that was that i was playing a game that i'd be playing anyway and meeting new people and building a little tiny at the time a minuscule little community um 
and to pay my internet bill with it was like mind blowing. Like I'm like, holy shit! Like I just I paid my my internet with but just playing games, and it was it was a surreal moment. I'll never forget that to this day. I still remember that moment. Yep. And then little by little, you know, the, the community started getting larger, and things were taking off. And then you know, fast forward, you know, almost three years later now, you know, um. It's it's been a wild ride, and it's led us into you know a spot where I, I got where I, I looked at how things were trending and and where my numbers were and what where the revenue was, and I just figured you know what if I put all my effort into this and and really grab this thing by the balls and and see where it goes, uh, I could I could definitely do this for a living at least at least for now you know it's uh twitch is i think something that nobody should rely on doing till the day they die which by the way circles back to the la conversation about i have other things that i want to do and pursue yeah but for now it was enough that i was like i can invest most of my daily time and energy into content creation into my community and into my twitch stream and uh yeah, and once I did that, you know, it's about just like I've done this whole journey setting obtainable goals for myself that are manageable that um but also, you know, pushing pushing the content and pushing the goals, you know, a little bit further than they used to be and and seeing how the community responds and you know, I, I say this all the time. We're the most electrifying garrison on Twitch, and you know, it's more than just a catchphrase. We have we might not be the biggest channel on Twitch. Um, you know, I still consider myself, despite being a Twitch partner, a pretty small stream, um, a small community. Um, and some people will say like, "Oh, that, that maybe they'll look at that and be like, that's kind of crazy." But it's not. I just I really I really enjoy my channel. I enjoy the the size of my channel right now. I know. Um, backstories about everybody who comes in and every time we need uh, you know to rally for support whether it's a charity stream whether um, it's a subathon whether it's um, you know a special event for the stream team everybody always steps up in humongous ways uh, and I'm just very thankful for that so the decision it, it wasn't an easy one it was one that I didn't jump into prematurely it was definitely something I thought about for a while and then um, when I, once I saw that it was something that could be sustainable, then I made that decision. And if I can just say really quick, mm -hmm. I've seen people not do it that way, and it turn out horribly, where they 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 come out as a full time streamer, and they are not even at the point where that is financially viable, or they have the metrics that would show that they can sustain it. Yeah, and then they press then they pressure a very very small community to help them live essentially um i i've so i've witnessed that firsthand and it, it, it's hard to, to watch because you know people you know then it be, the content becomes please like uh, we need to hit this sub goal or we need to raise this much donation money or i can't pay my rent and i don't yeah, think people want to go to a right like it's not like like that's not the vibe like people don't yeah. want to go on a twitch stream and feel pressured for that they have to like pay money to be there or or hear that the streamer is going to be put out if they don't hit a certain number like I never wanted to do that um and so that's why I waited a very long time I could have probably done it sooner to be honest with you but I I didn't want to make a life decision like that unless I knew I could at least sustain it for a while and that's when I did it um you know the I think if you're in uh, I'll say, let's say I got into a car accident and I got really hurt, like really hurt. Like, yeah. I feel like I could say to the nerds community, guys, I'm going to be home for four weeks. Like, 
anything you can do to help will be fucking like thanked. Yeah. Because right now my family needs it, but like that's one thing. But to say it like every month, hey, uh, hey, hey. And you know, it's it's hard to do that. But when you get to a point where your community is the size of yours chronic and you have a group of people that wants to support and you're growing immensely and doing all the things correctly and they help you to make that decision, good for you, man. Cuz that like that's just as hard, if not harder to do than going to your full-time job and then just keeping it as a hobby. Right. Agreed. And it brings a whole nother level of stress as well. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it's not all rainbows and sunshine. You're not like, you don't just stand on a hill and plant a flag and go, I am full time. And then it's all like, it's just done from there. Like, fuck no. That's when the real work, that's where the real work begins. That's where you actually have to, that's when you wake up and you say, you know what? The stream doesn't provide. I'm fucked. So you gotta, you gotta put the, the, the blood and sweat equity into it. And it can't just be a hobby anymore. But the nice, the thing why I, the reason why I think that was an easier transition for me is I already treated my stream very professionally. And Marcus, you know, this a tracks yeah. has been around my stream for a while too. You guys know I, my production quality. I always prided myself in it. I invest back into my stream. I've done that for my first bunch of pay payouts from Twitch. I could have really used that money IRL for things. And I went out and got some of the best like d- 3D designers. That's what the Scarif Command Center. Yeah. Um, everything that I did, getting one of the, the best cameras on the market, green screens on the market, lighting, uh, everything that I needed. I, I sunk, I reinvested back in the stream. There was like a stretch where I was, I was just, I was making no money from the stream because I was putting every single dollar back into it. Right. And, and now I'm getting the return on that investment. And, um, you know, I have to keep pushing the limit. I can't rest on my laurels. I gotta, I gotta keep pushing. And, uh, when you're full time and it's a big decision, but for me, at least I was already treating this like a small business. And that's something that I've, when I have to explain Twitch to other people, you know, um, you know, if they don't, if some people just can't grasp that people like watch other people play video games and obviously, yeah. you know, people think it's fucking crazy. All three of you guys stream, I'm sure trying to tell your uncle at Thanksgiving that you play games as a side hustle or whatever. They probably look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. But if you say that you're doing that full time, it's even that much crazier and then have to explain what it is to somebody who doesn't really grasp it. Right. It's just the easy way I put it is I'm pretty much managing my own online, like small business. And, and, you know, and if you treat it like that and put the work in and you, and, and you continue to do the things the right way, like I'm a community first streamer, the people matter the most to me. It's been like that for me since day one. I've, I, you guys know I transitioned games and categories and my stream has definitely gone in different directions and other people have done that. And, and unfortunately, you know, had their community taper off because maybe they focused on the game too much. I've always focused on the people. So I think if you combined a business sense and treat it professionally, be on be on time with your streams or as close as possible. If you have a schedule, stick to it. Um, really put the investment back in. People will know if you're just collecting money and not doing anything like with it. Yeah. If, like they streams yeah. can become stagnant. Content can become stagnant, and people will see if you're just you're staying the same or worse regressing. And I just always wanted to give back. Like we just got 30 new emotes in the last four weeks. Like, you know, we have a brand new emote mascot and I've just been, 
putting in emote orders left, right, and center. And it's just constantly giving back to the community and, and keeping things fresh and treating it like a business, but always keeping people first. And that's been my recipe. Like that's my elevator pitch of what's been working for me with, with Twitch. And hopefully, you know, we can keep it going. Hell yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think the proof is in the pudding when you watch your stream. You can tell that the community is very engaged, you know, and that, you're, like you said, your production quality is great. And it, you know, it shows. It comes out. You have a great, a great product. You know, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 a process. You know, it keep it, it didn't wake. up. That's why people see like old clips. Like, holy shit! I'm like, yeah, obviously, like, you know, little by little, <laughs> you upgrade. You know, if, if there was a new streamer out there, I wanted to like, how? Oh my god! Like, they might look at my stream, be like, how the f- would I ever get to the, like right. get my stream looking like that? Well, first of all, don't don't ever try to emulate or or straight up copy what somebody else is doing but i get like wanting to strive for production quality and all that but do it step by step right you know it wasn't an overnight thing you know it was like okay i need to get a new camera okay now i need to get new lights okay now i need to get a bigger green screen okay now i need a better background and then you know little by little if you reinvest back in and and you put the work in people will notice a hundred percent they will and here's the other part of it is be unique be creative there's so many people out there who just straight up I, and it's fine to grab ideas like not every I, there is a truth to like everything's been recycled to some degree you know i took inspiration for some of the biggest streamers obviously you guys know i'm a big dr disrespect fan yeah you look at my stream it rivals his production quality because i've invested that level in i've always yeah because i i think what do i enjoy what do I enjoy as a viewer when I watch? And who do I enjoy watching? Well, I always enjoyed him. The energy level, the production quality. So I wanted to bring those elements into my stream. And, I, and at the time, I did it under a Star Wars backdrop and did it in my own flavor, my own voice. And th- that would be another like word of advice, I guess, if somebody was starting out, like how, how to get that going for themselves. Find what makes you unique because there's too many people on Twitch that literally copy what what the person to the left and to the right of them is doing. And what happens is viewers don't know where to go, where to spend their time because you look like the guy next to you and the guy under you or lady or whatever. Right, right, right. So Yeah. And I wanted to ask too, or also like comment, looping back to how it takes time to evolve the production value and things, you know, not everything comes from the streamer as the community grows, you know, like emotes and other ideas for a backdrop and whatnot. No doubt those community things are, or things inspired by the community help add to the production value of a stream. You know, as a new streamer, you can't just, you can't have that if people don't show up and then also add those, you know, memes and and things like that too. Oh, yeah. Things take a life of their own. Like, you know, as your community builds, right? Like inside jokes become a thing and memes become a thing. Then maybe you get an emote of the meme and then a new viewer comes in. Oh, what's this about? And then they get then they get in on it and then it builds from there. And yeah, that could influence anything from emotes to like you said, it could be even more serious. It could affect, you know, a design on your stream or a graphic on your display or something. And things take a life of their own. You know, totally. 100% agree. It's it is true. And for me, I've said it for years uh, that for me, I like to stream because I like hanging out with people, but nothing for me makes me happier than when my chat is chatting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't care mm-hmm. about anything else except when the chat is chatting because that's what makes me feel alive. 
And isn't it eerie when you go in? And this isn't a knock at you know, uh, you know, bigger streamers, but because this isn't, a, you know, there's no one size fits all for anything. But you all know a channel that has like hundreds, if not a thousand viewers, and and there's nobody chatting, and you know, and that's yep. fine. That's a different. That's a different product. There's some games where people just lurk, and that is totally fine and acceptable. Yeah. But like Marcus just said, I thrive off of engagement. I thrive off of conversation and the people who are there. I love an, an active chat, and I think you know, I go and you know, I can go in somebody's stream who has. 12 viewers and that chat is on fucking fire. Yep. Oh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. I, and then I go in a viewer somebody's stream with 230 and nobody's talking or they're just doing commands and and nothing's really happening. There's really no human connection there. Um give, give me the 12 people who are talking. You know, that's that's how I look at it. Yeah, always, for sure. I always find it weird when like like I've gone into some big name streamers uh like cha- like channels and They've have thousands of people watching and the chat is rolling pretty fast, but like they're not engaging with it at all. And I always find that strange. Like, I, I mean, not to like call people out, I guess, but like I watched Nick Merckx once. He's a, he plays Call of Duty a lot. And because I was just trying to find somebody that I liked that plays Call of Duty. Um, and like even between, I can understand while you're playing, but between games, he would just be like talking to the people in his party chat and then just they would like be like, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And he would just sit there like on his phone and with like 4,000 people watching. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, how would, how did you get... Po- like, obviously, he's not done that before, but I get totally get what you're saying. Like, the chat engagement is like part of the whole shtick, you know? That's why that's what makes Twitch Twitch and streaming awesome. It's like you can actually interact with the people. Now, well, you know? And I can I'm understand gonna... while you're playing, but like in between, you know? Yeah, but Nick, you got to understand, man. Like when you ha- when you have somebody with twelve viewers or fifty viewers or a hundred viewers, it's easy to connect with the chat. Yeah. But if you have a thousand people, like you can't keep up with that. It yeah. becomes one of those things that's selective. Like, oh, you saw one comment and you mentioned it. You know what I mean? Like, I think, yeah, no, I think I'm more talking about that stuff. Like, I can understand the chat is flying by and you can't. Like, if there's a thousand yeah. people talking, you can't keep up with that but like if somebody subbed or rated them with like a bunch of people it would, wouldn't even like acknowledge it which was strange i thought i think there's a certain threshold and and you're talking nick marks we're talking like yeah less than the top like this is under one percent oh yeah 100 like, like the most successful the streamers the who have ever done this craft yeah. like ever yeah um and what happens like you know nick marks xqc mm-hmm. you know like these kind of guys like chat mm-hmm. becomes its own like living entity like it's no longer a bunch of people hanging out it's Mm -hmm. literally its own it's its own thing okay and like you know you watch those chats like you see it it's just all emote reactions you know everybody's there's a million keck w's like flooding the chat (laughs) like you know what i mean it just becomes like this big like reaction echo chamber and if unless you donate five dollars or more your comment's not going to get read and that's just you know that's once again we're talking about like the top one percent less one percent yeah of streamers but yeah it's 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 quite the thing to see something like that because it's so vastly different than 99 percent of all the other streamers on the platforms right it was just it was a little jarring to me having not like spent a lot of time in channels like that not realizing the difference i guess mm-hmm. but uh anywho are we ready for our next question well all i'm gonna say is i think i think setting expectations is always good and if you're 
if your goal is to always be engaged with the chat, well, then that's what you're going to do, right? But knowing your community is half the battle, I guess, because to be able to to be able to make that jump to full time, it's a daunting. But then also, doesn't it make you feel like you have to do more content than you were before? No. Interesting. No, I do not. I think it means that you need to work harder, perhaps behind the scenes. Like here, okay. So here, there's a good way to put that. So when I announced I was full time, a common question that I got asked a couple times was, "Oh, so you're going to be streaming every day now?" Or you're going to be streaming more often. Nope. You're going to get me the same amount that you got me before. Um, it doesn't mean that you're going to be live more. It means that you're going to uh, you're going to attack other areas of content creation to supplement into Twitch. In, in my in my case, mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of streamers do. Like you want to you want to put content out there in other mediums that that rests while you're offline. Whether that's you for YouTube, Twitter. Um, uh, TikTok, what, whatever the, the the you know the goal is for you, where you want to connect with people, um, or that could even be spending more time finding people that you vibe with, and you know some people call it networking, but I, I really just think it's like finding like minded people uh, that you that you mesh well with, that you that you enjoy their content too, and then you know collabs, setting up collabs, being involved in tournaments, setting up more charity streams. These are the things that I do. You know, I could be better on YouTube and TikTok. Those are two things in 2023. I'm going to be that's like a personal goal of mine to get to get more frequent with it, but I'm tackling all these other things on top of that. And so I, I don't think it ever suits anybody to just be live more often. Very rarely a streamer grows by just grinding hours on Twitch. That is not a healthy mentality and that it's not a successful mentality for most people. Um, people are, it's like, here, here's a good example. It's like opening up a brick and mortar store, like, and, right? And you yeah. just open up your, your store and all you do is just flip your sign from close to open and unlock the door and sit behind the counter and wait. Right. And yeah, sure. Somebody might walk by and peek in and go, eh, it doesn't look like my kind of store and keep walking. And then the next guy might peek his head in and come roam around for a day and somebody might come in and be a regular, but that is, that's going to be few and far between. Now that's why people put up a billboard or they put on advertising, they get commercials, they go on the internet and, and advertise their business. It's the same thing with Twitch. You can, you can flip your, your, you know, when you go live, you're flipping your sign to open, but it doesn't guarantee a new customer is going to walk in or even want to stay in. You need to let other people, your storefront exists. You need to tell them what your, what your product is and what they can expect when they come in. And those that's where I wanted to put my effort in. And that's where I think most people who are successful streamers do really well with. They know how to go into other mediums and present their content. And then when they're live, it just really becomes like the show where people can come in and interact with you in a live medium. If that makes sense. Totally. It totally makes sense. Uh, Especially using that like marketing analogy for like a brick and mortar store. No one's strategy to get more customers is to just like be open longer. Like, or right. just turn into seven eleven hours where you're open twenty four seven. Right. Well, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, you're not doing well in business. Then, str- <laughs> then, then keep your store open from you know twelve a.m. to you know you open yeah. the next day. It's like, uh, is that going to sell more wristwatches? I'm not sure. Uh, right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it might sell more like I don't know stoner snacks or something, but. 
right. Knowing your market. Exactly. <laughs> your um, market. So I want to ask, what happens if you wake up and you just really, the motivation's low and you just really don't want to stream? Like, w- take us through your, your mental process for that. Cause I'm, I'm sure that that's happened before. If it's ever to the point where I'm cognizant that I do not want to stream, and that has not, I mean, it might be surprising for some of you. That doesn't happen too often for me personally. But I know it happens maybe more frequently with others because I have friends where that happens yeah. consistently. Um, I, I typically stream, um, and it's not, and it's not like I'm pulling my teeth to do it. Um, I'm gonna be very up uh, upfront and honest with you. People tell me all the time how my streams make a difference to them, and it's still to this day. Some of like I, I these comments are, are like burned into my mind of like people telling me they've gone through illnesses or breakups, uh, moving, losing friends, uh, I, you know, countless things, and and telling me that watch being in my stream and watching and laughing and having a good time is something that helped get them through stuff. I'm a human being first and foremost. I'm a Twitch streamer far down on the list of things that I am. Um, I go, I have my own stuff going on like we all do. And things happen and I have to stream, you know, I get bad news. Um, I don't really might, might not in the moment feel like I want to be in front of a camera talking to 80 people. But um, I will say this every time that I've done it, my community has done exactly the same thing. They say that me and the community has done for them. Every time I've streamed um, and I've been in a, in a, maybe a down mental state, um, my community has uplifted me and um, I've never regretted going live. So um, I always, I guess after doing this for almost three years, I know that if I'm down, um, if something's going on and, and um, sometimes I'm, I'm trans like most of the time I'm transparent with my community. Like if somebody asks me how my day's going, usually my answer is very positive. But if I'm going through something, I'm honest. I'm not one of those streamers like, yeah, it's going, going good. It go pretty good. Like I'll be like, nah, I had a really fucking horrible day, but you know, we're, we're vibing. We're at, we're, we're here. We're out here. Yeah. Um, and and they understand. They know I'm a human. That's another good thing about being a community first streamer is people give a shit about me um, because I, I I care about them. And you know this is going back to the earlier conversation. Some streamers might stream just for one game. They want to be the best, most cracked gamer. They might not even stream with a webcam on. They're just there to just sh- show off their gameplay, and that and that's their bread and butter. Mm-hmm. People might not want to hear about that streamer having a tough day. I'm just here to watch you get a high KD. Um, that's not what my stream is. Uh, my stream is a community first stream. I sacrifice my gameplay. You know how many times I thrown in DVD cause I'm reading chat comments and stuff and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, you know, I already know that I'm, I'm decent at the game, but I, wait, I, wait, I wait, wrap- wait, 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 you're the Duke of dead by the daylight. Duke. Yeah. The Duke. And <laughs> the Duke throws sometimes to read chat. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, that's well, part of, that's part of being community first, but you that's know? you so. caring about your chat and doing the things, it, making your chat feel wanted. Like, obviously if you're in a ranked competitive match of dead by daylight or any other game, yeah, you may not read chat right away, but, but at the same time, like if you're a ca- like for me, I'm a casual player. So for me, I just play the game, and like if I don't do something right, oh the fuck well, right? Right. Um, this is a tough one. How do you handle people people that you're playing with who turn other members of your community away from joining? In, in what way? 
So if you have somebody in your community who, you know, turns other people away from playing the game with you or with them, how do you handle that? I'm not sure I ever encountered that. I'm going to tell you why, and at least nothing that I am I've been told or cognizant of. But like the so I do open lobbies every Saturday, which is would be the most applicable scenario mm-hmm. for what you're suggesting because it's anybody can join. Like they could be a brand new person, not only like in the game but on Twitch. You know what I mean? They can just I, I've had that happen. Like they just stumble in and they join the queue. Yeah. Um. But I always preach that when we do community days where people are joining me for games, we do this to have fun, that nobody's to be critical of each other. You know, of course, you know, if somebody horribly throws, I might like, you know, call them out like in a, in a lighthearted way. But even then, it's all fun. Like I throw all the time, you know, my chat calls me out. Like it's just, you know, we, we'll rib each other, but it's all in good fun. And when we do these open lobbies, I always stress everybody can play their own way. And everybody is coming in with different skill skill levels. I literally had somebody join us for open lobbies who just got done installing the game. And I told them, I was like, you're coming into my my MMR, our, my matchmaking, and you haven't even played the tutorial. You're going to get clapped. And they were like, eh, it's okay. I just want to get play with you and da-da-da. Okay, fine. Yeah. And then my teammates are aware, okay, somebody new is playing. And so if anybody had anything to say, if somebody was like, oh, X sucks at this game. I don't want to play. I that they I that would never happen because they know me and my mod team would never deal with it. Yeah. So we have positive vibe mental you know mentality in, in our channel and anybody who comes in with a shit attitude will not stay in my community long and I've done that since day one. You know, I, I actually always say you know, maintaining a Twitch community is like maintaining a garden. If you don't pluck the weeds out, they'll overtake the whole thing and your flowers will leave and they'll die. Um, so I'm a firm believer in that. Some people will keep anybody around because they're like, oh, that's a viewer. Oh, that's, I don't care. That one toxic person is scaring away 10 to 20 people who would rather vibe and play and have a positive space and, and then deal with that one troll So or negative Nancy. And so you get that person out, you remove that, then everybody else can have a good time and nobody cares about things like misplaying or your skill level. Right. I don't know if that's what you're asking, but that's the closest I can. I don't know how I would wanted to get it across, but like, I understand completely. And it's hard to have to make that choice and how to deal with people. So are you, when you ask, are you just thinking like, like, Let's say Destiny Two, like there's somebody that's holding like the squad back, and no, no, other people are like, like I don't want to play with this guy because we can't get the raid done, or or costing I don't know, us I don't something. know how to explain it, but no, it's more of like if if you have a welcoming community, you open it up to everybody, but there's always that one person that when other people see that person is playing, they don't want to join the game. For what reason? Are they toxic? Are they bad at the game? Like what? Which? What? Like what's the? Well, it's scenario? not. It has nothing to do with skill level. It just you know, I wouldn't say toxic because that's not the point. It's just I don't know how to explain it. I wouldn't say it's toxic. It's just you know. Well, what's turning people off from wanting I, I to play with I can't answer this that. Hypothetical. Okay. I I, can, I can't answer that. But so are you are you thinking of something specific? Yes, obviously. I could tell. I could tell. Yeah, 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 but I just wanted to ask because you know, yeah. it's it's hard when you have an open night for something mm-hmm. and you want to include everybody, but sometimes you can't include everybody. 
Yeah. Well, the reason why I ask is I think the reason why people don't want to play with that that individual is is where you make your decision. So it's in that fine it's in that fine line where you make your choice as the streamer. So without that 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 you know information, it's hard to say. You know, if it was somebody who was like a bully or or, or spread toxicity or had a generally me- like negative like energy to them that turn people off i i probably would limit or or all out exclude them from gaming with me um, sure. yeah like, if it was people that were like oh they suck and they're well, tough shit like yeah. th- that's not a valid reason to not play with somebody yeah like if they're if they're it. constantly disruptive and ruining the vibe mm-hmm. you know then that's that's not something that you want in a community right right well, rule one don't be a douche <laughs> yep, that's the only rule. Exactly. Okay. Marcus, go ahead. Uh, no, so I was going to ask, you did your year one merch of the initial deployment, right? Which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Awesome. When are you going to come out with the next round of special, like, one-off merch? That's a good question. I mean, I guess my three-year anniversary is coming up this year, so maybe we do something special for that. But I will say, designed by humans, they're 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 amazing. Um, you know, I could actually have merch with, an, and they'll design it for me for every holiday for every season. But you know, uh, I don't want to flood my merch store. I feel like ha- having something come out like you know, every, like you know, every year to half a year or whatever is like a good good way to do it i don't want to be one of those streamers like oh we got a new shirt oh we got another shirt oh we got a new shirt like i'm i'm reasonable with this stuff you know what i mean like yeah uh, i think it's nice to have a hype moment of something new but not not have it overdone so yeah i think we could do some new new stuff this year um they're they are always eager i i have a personal rep that i can dm on discord and she answers me back same day eager to send something to the art team. They whip up something for me and they get it in the store like a week later if I approve the design. So, um, you know, they're always, they're, they're amazing. The, the merch, yeah, the merch is quality. I see you got the hat. Atrex has the shirt. Well, I want um, this hat with a different color. Background. Okay. Okay. Noted. All right. Yeah. Give me the feedback. See, I like uh, the hat. Honestly, like when I get, whenever I get to wear my Loki variant shirt, I always wear the chronic hat because everybody says that I'm the chronic variant is fucking funny as hell <laughs> and I only could, thing about that hat is i want one with like a all black bill like i think it's cool they have like the retro green under it like under the bill but with my uh, green screen every time i lift my head up you can you can see through oh yeah. so, you can like, order that. so it's actually right so that's why i don't wear my hat as much on stream because the green screen goes right through it if i lift my head up <laughs> so if you're ever wondering why is it chronic wearing his own hat it's the green screen that's the green screen. So uh, I'm going to see if I can get a black bill. But yeah, maybe we do a color redesign on it too. I'm totally open to that. That would be pretty neat. I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying about wanting to space out the merch because you like you don't want to be pumping it out super often. But I, uh, but I, I also get what Marcus is saying. Like having a couple one-off things might be nice too. Mm-hmm. You know, like hey, oh, this no. weekend only we've got or something right. like that. You oh, know. so I'll oh, give great. an example. Having like, limited edition stuff. Yeah, we, yeah. like we're once gonna, in a while too. But so we're gonna have <laughs> limited edition packs merch that, like, we're gonna it'll be the working class nerds logo with a little packs thing on it, and it'll only be available for two weeks around packs. Like whether you see us there or not, you can still order one, and then it'll be gone for good. Yeah, you know what I mean. And 
like there's things I want to do for the merch, but I, yeah, you don't. You want a decent sized merch store as like a base, but then like adding stuff, you want it to be meaningful and want people to want it. Yeah. Other right, than and if, if go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say other than the working class nerds hat and uh, working class nerds t shirt. What's the most selling item on our merch store? Mug. No, I nope. mug. No. Sticker? The pineapple hat. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that pineapple hat. That's awesome. I mean, I so think it, that's a, that's a popular fashion thing anyways, just like a pineapple on the hat. Yeah. But, but yes, that It's cuz it all is all about Kaimiri. And, and you don't want to you don't want to overwhelm your community like right. you know none of us none of us are nick mercs i don't need a yeah. hundred mer- like i'm not put turning out uh 50 t-shirt orders a week like let's be real <laughs> yeah, yeah so like i think there's something about self-awareness with streaming too like know know where you fit in in the whole world of streaming and know, like you kept saying earlier nick know, know your market like know, yeah. know what your community is my community does not need a hundred different options you know what i mean like and i would not like want to put that because how many times have you been shopping on Online and you're you're like oh I love these T-shirts and then it's like page you go eighty nine pages at the bottom you're like fuck like <laughs> yeah. oh I gotta I gotta look at all of them because I might miss my favorite one like right. it's just overwhelming so yeah. and then I would by never, the time like, you get to page eighty nine you forget what page two was of the shirt you wanted <laughs> and you get the one on page eighty eight because you're like that one was awesome and then you go yeah. back after you paid sixteen ninety nine for shipping you're like fuck I didn't no. want that one I right. wanted this one. Yeah, just get a, a couple new things a year, and uh, you know, keep keep it keep it simple, and you know, and yeah, totally. I think that works. Totally. A-tracks, what, what were you going to say, Atrax? I uh, heard you say something, and then we start went der- yeah, diving deep. Yes. Well, I was just going to ask. So you, we talked a little bit about merch, but do you have any plans you can share with us about the next coming months, like two, six months, next year? Or maybe not. Like, like, like you mean for the in general? Yeah, just or, in general, or... like for content creation or streaming. You know, mm-hmm. you mentioned the move. I guess that's a pretty big one that you talked about already. But looking out at that's... the next year at twenty twenty three, do you have anything yeah, you're excited um... for? Yeah, I think it. I think it's um, attacking YouTube and TikTok, um, two things that you would think after th- almost three years and uh, you know in content creation on Twitch. That you know, I, I like. I, I'm late to the party on that. Like, I, I, you know, if I know, I know my blind spots. You know what I mean. I think it's good to know your weaknesses. I'm right. weak in that area. I am, you know, I'm man enough to say I am. You know, I have not attacked that as well as I could have. But it's also because that's very new to me and things that are foreign. You know, it's always kind of you know scary taking a leap. It's just a lot of time. So uh, you know, it's a slow, slow process. But you know, I, I downloaded a, a video editing software. I've been watching YouTube tutorials. I've started editing my own my own videos. But you know, it's not something you're, you're not going to be a YouTube professional in, overnight. So I'm, I'm self teaching myself video editing. Um, you know, I've uploaded a few little things, and I'm just toying around with it. But yeah, I would say if you ask me long term goals for this year, it'll circle back to earlier when I said uh, attacking uh, areas off of Twitch to help 
the Twitch channel grow, but also who knows where that takes me. I'm not even like, I don't necessarily want to want to do dead by daylight YouTube. Like I don't, I have other things that I'm passionate about and I'm open to doing other stuff. So I don't know, maybe a broader answer for you, Atrax would be that I'm just open to maybe exploring other areas within content creation other than Twitch this year. And I'm excited about what those might be. Well, I think with the recent change to Twitch to where uh, partnered streamers can stream on YouTube, I feel like that's an avenue that not enough people are trying because even if you're even if you're doing it for two hours a week, but just testing the waters, getting your chat set up because it is a very different experience on YouTube than it is on Twitch. But there's nine billion people on YouTube, or yeah. whatever it is, three mil- billion people on YouTube versus nine million on Twitch. So the opportunity to grow is there. Sure, their category search isn't really there for streaming but i just feel like long term it would be a good thing to you know get your toes in because you like you said you have the most electrifying garrison and if if you said hey garrison monday night i'm streaming on youtube come on down you know there's no obligation for the financial aspect of it until your youtube partner but it gives uh, you a taste of what it could be and then all your videos and everything is in one place. Well, and Marcus, right. you and I know too that YouTube is a lot different from Twitch in that, you know, even if you just click go live on YouTube, in your description with tags, there's all sorts of search engine optimization and thumbnails and stuff Google. that you have to think of before that you don't have to think of with Twitch. You know, Twitch, you just hit go live, you click a couple of tags, maybe, you know, first playthrough or uh, open lobby, playing with viewers, stuff like that. But on YouTube, there's a ton of tags and all that stuff. So, yeah, that is that's got to be a uh, it's got to feel a little daunting, but exciting, no doubt for you, Chronic. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen, the unknown, like I was saying, is it can be scary, but I find that exciting too. Just like moving to California. Like if I end up doing that, it's, it's scary, but it excites me. I, you know, I was young when I moved to New York City. You know what I mean? Like I took a big leap. I remember I was fucking terrified. When I, when I got off that train in that city and I left the comfort of, you know, living in a suburban area and I walked in there and I knew that this is where I'm going to live. And I, I remember I was, I was overwhelmed isn't the word like I was terrified and I'll tell you this I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't if I wasn't there and uh, if I didn't go through what I did and it ended up being the best experience of my life living there so what what I learned from that is that things that can be scary can sometimes be the best best forms of growth for you as a human and this goes beyond content creation so you know plunging uh, plunging into something new um, whether it's a, a move to a different area or shifting your content and trying something that's new and scary that you don't know it, it, how it's going to work out I, I think that uh, that's all good things like I, I'm, I'm not like the the scariness of it or the unknown like I, I kind of embrace that now because usually good things come from that absolutely I've been dying to ask you this question for a little bit um, since the last time you were supposed to come on the show. And if you could change one thing about your start, what would it be? 
Like something I would do differently, you mean? Yes. At the beginning? Yes. Like looking back three years later, hmm. you saying, okay, I made this mistake or I did this or like, or maybe like just something that always sticks in your mind. Like, fuck, I wish I did it different in the beginning that, you know, now, uh, tolerating people, uh, in my community and in my spaces that I knew, um, in my heart of hearts was not a good fit for whether it's me or, or the, or the channel and the community, like people that I knew were actively, um, pushing other people away, but, but like I said earlier, like maybe, you know, being a small streamer, w- wanting that, you know, maybe that view at the time or, or whatnot, and just allowing somebody to be in my space longer than they should have been. And that that's mutual streamer friends. That's moderators. That's VIP, like VIP type regulars to just pop in acquaintances, um, allowing people to that push my boundaries um, to stay in the space for too long. Um, I am so much more uh, aware of that behavior now, um, and I, I have zero tolerance policy for it now. And if I detect any signs of somebody being off, I, I don't I don't let them in. I get them the hell out. And I think I, if I could tell my my younger self starting out streaming that I, I would definitely tell them don't don't let people stay in your space that uh, don't deserve to be there. Well said. <clears throat> um so our our last question for the official sort of interview questions before you drift to the always popular working class questions what would you say is your has been like your best moment since you went full time with the content creation Monday this was week? my best stream I ever had yep what? Monday you guys caught me on the best week I've ever had on Twitch yep well tell us uh, about Monday Monday <laughs> Random Monday in the middle of January, um, I started stream up and the VOD is up. If anybody wants to check it out, it might be the the um, biggest moment you've ever seen on Twitch. I'm not saying that in any exaggeration. Uh, we hit a level 24 hype train, which I've never even seen on top. Holy streamer. shit. Like we're talk, talking, you know, top, top streamers. Uh, it was a hype train that consisted of uh, almost 900 subscribers at the end of it and just one moment wow. one moment wow. which by the way is a higher sub count than you know I've had for an entire month we had in one moment um a couple people really stepped up in a fucking humongous way um they they broke me in the moment I I, I don't know how you I don't know how you can articulate the gratefulness um because I don't know if anybody would ever feel truly deserving of that that level of support I've been on Twitch longer than I've been streaming. I have never seen anything remotely close to that. And I watch streamers that are massive. So to the fact that that happened in our little corner of Twitch, um, I'm still processing what happened. And we're, we're this is Thursday. Yeah. Um, I play, I'm actually, after the podcast today, I'm like going to edit like a little clip of what happened because it's a moment that I wanted to share on like socials and stuff for people who missed it. But um, yeah, if you if you look at my my VOD from Monday, the first like forty five minutes of the stream, um, it was it was the most amazing, crazy moment I've ever had uh, in my entirety on the platform. Wow, which which that is was, wild. Was it the Ghostface cosplay one? No, it was the one after that. After, got it. Sorry, I can, yeah, it, but, yeah, no, you're good. You're good. It says uh, three or four days ago, so that, and apparently my day math is bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm wearing a Cowboys jersey and uh, the Bucks. Oh, uh, you know, how about I was, them Cowboys. I was all excited. We had a moment go. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch the whole yeah. thing. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Cowboys outfit. Um, yeah, it was pretty, pretty, pretty wild. Um, I was very taken aback and. Yeah, that's a cut. Like I just kept seeing people commenting, like this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I was like, me too. I've been on this platform for a long time. That is, uh, you can't even articulate it. You know, like I like we were saying earlier, like it's not about the amount of viewers in your stream. It's the type of people there and how much they believe in you as a content creator, how much they believe in your community, the space, and and what you're providing. Um, you know, I wouldn't trade my viewership for a couple hundred viewers um, because I. I have such amazing people who believe in me and I, I will do anything for my community. And it, it's a two way street as far as I'm concerned. And you just look at that, that, that amazing, unbelievable moment on, on Monday's stream. And it, it, there's nothing else it can do other than just like humble you and, and may, let you know that you must be doing something right. For sure. Absolutely. All right, it's my favorite time of the night. It's time for working class questions. Wait, I want to try. I want to try something real quick. Um, okay, they're supposed. To- Yay! Did that work? Did you hear that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, I tried it last episode and it didn't work. But yeah, on Riverside, you can click buttons and stuff like that happens. Like, oh, soundboard. Yeah, like you got a built-in sound road. It's time for working class questions. <laughs> no, that shit was funny. All right. Quinn asks, what's your favorite holiday that isn't Christmas? Um, Cyber Monday. Ooh, that's a good one. Probably Black thank- Friday for me. Probably Thanksgiving. I-, I really like the food, mainly the stuffing that my mom makes. It's incredible. Chronic? Oh, I answer these two? Hell yeah. yeah. Come on yeah. down. Oh, that's easy because it's. I actually prefer this holiday even to to Christmas, Halloween. Oh, okay. There you go. That's okay. a great one. Yeah, I am not a Halloween fan. Between not liking horror movies and no. stuff, and also being allergic to chocolate, uh, it is not a day for me. <laughs> that's a bad mix for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not a good combo. But uh, DL Smooth asks, "Do you play other Star Wars got games? Uh, but besi- have you played other Star Wars games besides Battlefront?" <laughs> Well, I was rewording the question on the fly to make it make a little bit more sense. We know how you are, Ron Burgundy. Yeah, I got Yeah, if, if it's not written out exactly, uh, I just can't even read it. That was the best ever. <laughs> what does he say in the show? It's like "fuck you, San Diego" or something like that, yeah. and then he gets yeah, in trouble. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. That's what it was. <laughs> So what other Star Wars games besides Battlefront 2 have you have you frequented? Mr. None for me. Not That's the only Star Wars game you've ever played? Not no, not ever played. If you're asking if I like routinely play another Star Wars game. Right now it's nothing. Yeah, right. Because there's no there's no, there's Star, no Wars. Star Wars gaming. It's dead. It's a dead category. It's been a dead category for seven years. It's fucking pathetic. Yep. But um yeah, nothing, nothing. I didn't even really like Fallen Order. Although I'm gonna play, I'm gonna finish my playthrough on stream before the new game comes out. It just, it wasn't my cup of tea. So I don't know, man. I'm just waiting for another multiplayer Star Wars game. It was really Battlefront two for me, and that was it. So oh, you're waiting, gonna wait a long time, buddy. I know. Uh, That's why I moved on. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Um, so do you typically like like an action RPG like Fallen Order in that ballpark? Like, if you played like a God of War or like. 
Horizon. I don't like linear games. Uh, okay. I mean, I like I like Last of Us. Like, if it's here's the thing: if it's story heavy, I'm into it. Okay. If it's just a linear game that's about puzzle solving and like tech, like how I, what would you call the the Jedi? Uh, Fallen Order's like combat style, like that Fallen rolly, Order's dodgy, Souls-like. yeah, Souls like. I don't not. I, I don't know. I don't like like it's a linear game with like a mild story. I'm I'm probably gonna piss people off, but no, I don't I know. Understand. It didn't really. Yeah. It didn't really grab me. The story didn't, and then like all the like leaping, like the ledge leaping and grabbing vines and and and, and like la- leaping on platforms and solving riddles. I, I, it's, I don't know. I never liked Tomb Raider growing up or anything. Like I, they're just not my style of game. So you know, I understand that. Like you know, it's it, it's a game a lot of people enjoy. I know I'm the weird one on this, but um, it's just it, it, those games don't grab me. So no, I understand. I, I mean, I I liked that game, but I don't typically like a Souls like combat style. And I will mm. say, like the ledge leaping, I'm I wish I re- like I don't think I was streaming at the time, but I died jumping off like in front of the one a zip line where you're supposed to just automatically grab it mm-hmm. like for an hour see i don't have to like <laughs> i hate to say i just don't have the patience for that yeah and like and here, like give me an open world game where i can do my own thing and have my own style of combat like maybe even let me choose the type like the type of combat i want to do blaster lightsaber force non-force like that's the star wars game i'm waiting for like a huge open world or give me a multiplayer where i can just rock a first person shooter or or master like you know a game like battlefront 2 again um, that that you know multiplayer open world that's my that's my bread and butter uh, or a heavy heavy story game you know I'm with you yeah yeah, yeah. Sylvie asks how has Dead by Daylight been phenomenal um, I actually talked about this today on stream um, so, so somebody came in from Battlefront two because I used to stream that full time yeah uh, and. Uh, you know that happens. I streamed that game. It was my main game for two years. Marcus, you know, I yeah. was on that game all the time. Yeah, um, I still Atrex, have your chronic night, night. saved on my computer. Yeah, night, night. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so obviously, people are going to come in and ask what happened. You know, everybody takes breaks from Twitch. They came back. So somebody came back today, and they saw me playing DB. Like, what is this game? Where's Battlefront Two? Like, that still happens. Believe it or not, wow. almost a year into DVD. Yeah. Um. And, you know, I told him, I was like, yeah, the game's kind of dead. And, uh, you know, we made the pivot to DBD. And what I explained to them was uh, towards the end of Battlefront and Battlefront, I could only stream for three to four hours before my ears would start. Like my brain would be melting from my ears and my eyes would be bleeding because it's that kind of game. And by the way, I'm not saying that all in a negative way. It's just a high energy game. It never slows down. You're just, you know, I played heroes versus villains and that is a hundred mile an hour game mode. And I'd be fried. Like your brain can only take that much like that. It's not like a, you know, destiny where you might be able to wind down here and there or like even war zone where you get a little bit of looting. It is just constantly going at a hundred. So you'd be fucking exhausted after three to four hours. So I couldn't, ever really streamed past that and then once the game got riddled with hackers yep. and and the bug the non-stop bugs it just be and stream snipers and the toxicity it, it was a lot so when you compound them all it was an exhausting game so what i explained today was that you know i'd be towards the end i'd be playing battlefront and what i would be thinking in the back of my head and as much as i was enjoying hanging out with my community i would be thinking man i can't wait till later when i'm winding down with like, you know, a drink playing Dead by Daylight. Like DBD was my favorite game to play, even while I was playing Battlefront. And now that I get the pleasure 
of streaming my favorite game on Twitch and have people show up and have even grown more than I have towards the end of Battlefront on DVD has been so rewarding. And um, it's really cool to play something that you're you're actually passionate about, a game that, that gets updates every three months, which is something that's surreal to somebody who streamed Battlefront that played a game that never got updated while I was streaming it. Um, it's just really refreshing, and it's been a joy. That is awesome. That's great. Um, Sovi asks, how's the stream team been going? I uh, got asked about this today, too. Jesus. <laughs> it's all stuff that came up in my Twitch stream today. Stream team's great. I have people that inquire about it, including today, other streamers. I get asked about people that are interested in joining all the time. And what I tell them and what it, the truth of it is, I kept my stream team small for a reason. It's a it's a group of friends with content that I, I trust, that people can go in there and have a good time and, and, and see some uh, see a, a decent uh uh, you know, uh, something that's decent and uh, can get some good entertainment and meet somebody who who I'm friends with. It's just a, it's just a, like I say it in the description of the stream team, but it's a tight knit group of content creators that I trust. And um, you know, a lot of you know, I saw a lot of people have stream teams and they have application processes. And um, I had friends that did stream teams that had like a hundred plus members, and all it caught all it all it caused was drama and 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 and. Uh, like undue stress and I never ever wanted my stream team to be a cause of stress or drama so I just kept it small and I'm still keeping it small and um there's no application process I just as once I get to know somebody for a long time and I see them in my stream and see them in my friend streams and there's somebody that are clearly in the community and want to be in the community and enjoy my content and enjoy other people in the stream team's content those will be the first in my mind to tap on the shoulder to join the team and each year I you know the last few years, you know the year I added like only like six people and this year I'll probably only add around the same and obviously people quit streaming and stuff so you, you know you lose a few people here and there so at the end of the day it stays the size that i want it and we just keep it with people that are not gonna you know take it for granted so all right what's everyone's favorite season summer yeah i hate summer so cold summer suck it uh fall marcus summer uh, you say fall, but you're going to move to California where it's summer year round. Correct. <laughs> well, I will say second place is fall. Uh, I think there's like not really, I think spring is a lie, much like the cake, uh, in new England. And it like, there's, it goes from winter and then it's just like cold and rainy and it's, it's like 35 degrees and raining in all of March and all of April and like the beginning of May and then like sometime between the second and third week of May it turns to like 70 degrees and stays that way and then it gets hotter in the summer but like there's no such thing as spring in New England so it's just winter summer and then fall my second place is summer there is no other season summer is the best yeah I would agree with that and see Uh, give me give me give me hoodie bomber jacket weather like that's where I'm thriving yeah out here spring and fall are basically the exact same weather except in fall there's just leaves all over the ground so i have to pick spring for for second. a second yeah because yeah. it's the least cold good call with the bomber jacket that's my go-to fall bar well either a flannel with a t-shirt under it and like unbuttoned or like a bomber jacket yeah, i just that's pick my one. favorite season over when i can wear my bomber jackets that's fair, that's fair. 
That's a good choice. Yeah. Doritos asks, what is the best style of mustache? Well, I'm a little partial, but I like my style. <laughs> but see, got, I don't. Where I've got like the short beard really cons- and I keep it yeah. off my lip, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't really consider Nick's a mustache. It's more of like a beard with a longer stash. Yeah. It's a beard variant. Yes. More, more than like a. Yeah, I like that. It's, it's beard, a beard, beard variant more well, than like a, a type of mustache, I guess. Yes. Okay. Chronic, what's your favorite style of mustache? I mean, I'm going to be like, I'm going to piggyback off Nick, you know, the style that I I used to rock, just a traditional mustache, you know, no, nothing fancy going on. Just one that is really full on the upper lip. Well, well groomed. That just, you know, that, that's it for me. Yep. Yeah. I will say I, shout out to the, the folks who do like the wax like turnips. Oh yeah, so I have a shout out to Andy. Uh, he's a Daisy streamer. He uh, he always has this his uh, twirled mustache. It's and it's a look, man. Like you 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 know you know him from a lineup. Like he, it's a very very interesting look. And his stash is it's awesome. That is that's cool. Yeah. And right. beard, yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Just gotta line it up. I actually need to do mine. Beard and stash, great combo. I have a beard now, but I'm not a not a fan of keeping it. I like. I mean, the things for beards for me is you got to shave it, like line it up off your neck. Yeah, the neck. The neck yes. is really yeah, yeah. the part that drives me crazy. That and like my mustache mm. growing over my lip, I can't stand. I take uh. like a um an eyebrow trimmer actually, and just like do the line <laughs> over my lip so that doesn't like so that the top hairs can like grow in and it looks fuller, but it doesn't like grow onto my lip that because that drives me nuts. Mm. See, I'm very goatee heavy. Like my goatee grows ten times quicker than the rest of my facial hair. So yeah. most when I grow a beard, people just like, "Oh, you got a goatee now," and I <laughs> aesthetically don't like a goatee. So I'm like, "Oh no." I mean, so same, similar here. You can't really see it because I went to the barber this week, and he like actually trims all of my goatee like a whole clipper size shorter than the rest of my beard for that reason. Otherwise, it's super dark. Yep. yep. Same. Super dark. Super doc, wicked, wicked doc, wicked. Uh, well, Doritos also wants to know how cool are dad hats? The best, pretty cool, ever. Top tier. I can't sport them. I am more of a, I'm more of a flex fit or a traditional like baseball build. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The flex fit. Yeah. You know, like I, I can't do the dad hat. Unfortunately, my head, my head looks terrible with a dad hat. It's flex fit yeah, is exactly too. my hat style. I'm a dad I'm hat a guy. I don't wear hats while you wear often. while you're wearing a uh, flat bill. Yeah, well, right. Because my daughter's school, and I, I listen. I just got home from work. I chilled on the couch. I haven't even showered yet. What does that have to do with your hat? I like that we let him sit in silence for a few moments. I yeah. love it. I just want <laughs> this normal. We just we didn't even throw him a life raft. Like we just let him afloat. And- <laughs> just let fine. our viewers or our listeners also just think about that for a moment. Exactly. I just, I just wanted to represent my kid tonight. No, I get. It. That's not. We're meaning that that I haven't showered yet. Comment. It just let it. Just... Oh, it's because I'm dirty and I don't want to wear a good hat. No, I get. I'm you. fucking filthy. Right. I started working at five a.m. You know, fuck off, all of you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. I'll ask Doritos last question. Chronic. What is the best part of having your own stream team? That's actually a good question. Best part. Um. Other than having um, a resource to help my fellow friends who are streaming, because it's a network, and 
you know, some people don't like I like I said I I add a few people here and there, and the cool th- I love it when I see one of them raid somebody they don't know, and they're like, well, you're on the stream team, so I'm, I'm going to trust that Chronic picks somebody good, and and they raid out to them. Like I've seen that happen a few times, and it's just really cool to see people that I I love and appreciate connect with each other. So connecting my friends is definitely number number one but i think along with that is uh the stream team in one i think it was yeah it was one day we raised uh eight thousand seven hundred plus dollars children's hospitals um, in one in in one day so to show the power of our our tiny little team come together to to raise nearly nine thousand dollars to help the kids um that's amazing, and uh, we are in the early talks of doing another uh, stream team charity event. So stay tuned for that too. That'll be awesome. That sounds great. And sorry for the the drum sound there. I didn't mean to click that, but um, you're good. That's you're like you're like children's charity. I know. Like, I was like, oh, I didn't mean to click that. I just clicked the tab and it played because it was the one I had open last. I was like, no, that's funny. But anywho, uh. Mm. Chronic, tell everybody where they can find you. Guys can find me at twitch.tv slash chronic. No longer director chronic, just a clean chronic, and you can find me there. Um, And then I'm also very active on Twitter under director chronic. What are you guys talking about in here? Find out next episode of Working Working Class Class Nerds. Nerds.